show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer, episode 90. I'm Rasta Facefield and I'm joined by Byron B. Dizzle and uh, <laughs> Les, the MC, on his, uh, on his <laughs> mic. Um, How's everyone today? Are you all doing well? <laughs> Apart from dying. Melting. Yeah, melting. You, uh, anyone watching the YouTube uh, video, which I'm sure Russ is now going to have to cut out of the podcast, gets to have a really, really nice treat of me in a vest, and so is Byron in a vest as well. If you're listening um, to this, then if you want to see uh, Byron's armpits and, and Les's tats... That's the only part of me that's not hairy. T-A-T. Head over to YouTube and check this video out. But for those listening, or maybe you won't look at it because of that, I don't know. But um, yeah, like don't the, worry, I, like... I have my top on, so you don't have to worry about that, boys. So I know, I know my role. I do feel like a crematorium uh, Mortec guard. That if anyone comes to the door, they're going to take a mortal wound though from my heat. So, uh, <laughs> sort of, uh, That's on topic. Maybe on a on a yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of um, in this show, we are going to talk about Ossiart Bone Reapers and the effects of the General's Handbook 2020 and how that's impacted them. Uh, but yeah. before we we delve into the bony goodness, um, then we're going to talk a little bit about our intro news and stuff like that. So a few releases this week. I don't know if you've seen um, the Shadespire, oh, sorry, you shouldn't call it Shadespire, Warhammer Underworlds, Underworlds. Warbands. I keep getting the worst branding mistake ever when it was it was Shadespire, Shadespire at the beginning. For the, I know. Uh, but Underworlds was the actual no, thing. I... I really like the um because it's the Daughters of Cain one that came out now. I can't mm. remember what it's called, it's like Morgweth's Hag something, isn't it? I can't remember the name of it. Um, but they look really cool. Like um the I really like how sort of different the snake lady with the bow looks. Um I know that she kind of looks a little bit more dynamic than the standard stuff. Um Yeah. Really I, she's she's all right. I mean I think the hag model is probably the selling point in there. I quite like the sister of slaughter that's like bent out like 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 sort of doing like a hero superhero pose superhero land in you yeah um but the the iron jaws the brutes they are awesome oh yeah oh, they're, they're, so cool. they're really nice aren't they i hadn't seen these i just googled i hadn't seen the dark elf ones actually they're um yeah they're, they're really cool yeah i love yeah. them so i think they've been waiting for the order this weekend don't they yeah i've been waiting for those iron jaw ones for a little while because i've not really painted any orcs or orcs ever and um, i think it'd be quite nice to sort of like get one of those and just try and paint it to a relatively good standard you know just to test me because i've not done that sort of thing before it might be quite cool if i ever get a chance to paint something um for myself <laughs> but maybe thinking do you want to paint a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> no maybe it'll, maybe it'll go according to plan like mine did recently or well yeah it went okay after i completely screwed it up stripped the mod and started again uh, oh, i think they're a good one to... it. yeah yeah you yeah, used paint for... killer was that the thing you used yeah or did it um, kill your sink in the end no, and my left hand's growing back as well, so that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Byron's like, why Why would it come off my hands? And I'm like, Byron, yeah. did you not wear gloves? He's like, no, skin no. is my glove. <laughs> so yeah, um, he's showing up awfully on camera, but I have the start of Warchanter, who's now on the floor. Um, cool. And uh, 
it's it, I think picking to paint one to a high level is quite good because they're actually quite difficult models to paint that everything is in the way of itself yeah yeah Rust yep. had my frustrations when I was building them like everything has a it, it's not like completely covering either it, it's covering but from like like a slightly in front so you can see a bit behind it but you can't get to it in manner and they're not very easy like at no. all I think um, the best I I made the mistake the first set of iron jaws I built the best thing to do is just leave the armor panels off yeah and then just I paint thought... them separately and then just super glue them on because the panels don't need to be super flush to the model no um, exactly and so that's why this guy's being able to get threads. into the skin plus what you could do is just green stuff over the holes and just have like a naked war chanter in his Hulk yeah. pants because yeah. that's cool. He's got Didn't inverted Rich nipples now. I could, <laughs> I could just put some little. Yeah, I think he did actually. Yeah. yeah, I thought I'm sure Rich Redette did one anyway. Like he had it like really late, like stripped bare with the with the armor showing. But I, I, yeah, so I do like those um, the underworld models. I think they look really cool, um, and it's nice to see Byron painting something properly for a change. Yeah, right. Yeah, I Russ did. will get to do it soon as well. You Russ paints something properly for a change instead of Grobrushnik Grove. Yeah, I, I did plan. loads of progress because basically I just dusted my KO off, which is why. You, can see them in the background over there um where basically it felt like i'd built painted undercoated and gotten to that level in one dusting of a makeup brush um so, so sweet, sweet yeah, I, I just i've just been too busy to do any work on them so i've just been because i'm commissioned painting now so i basically just not been doing any of my own hobby at the moment um with yeah. the podcast taking up the time it's difficult to um put time aside to actually like stop stop painting for money and then paint for yourself so yeah. Um, but it's definitely on my um my radar. An entire it's... podcast of people who have to justify painting for themselves because they could be painting <laughs> for like three commission job. painters. Three yeah. commission painters on a podcast, right? Yeah. Who'd have thought? Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been shit. But anyway, um yeah, so those um yeah, it's just been life anyway. Um, so just to quickly talk about FaceHammer Worldwide. So obviously we spoke about it uh on previous show. We're going to do a YouTube video, which is going to be going through the face hammer painting competition uh, finalists from last year uh, with some Gorgeous of the beautiful stuff. pictures that Matt Avris took for us uh, at the event uh, to show off the sort of thing that we, we'd like to see for the uh, entries. Uh, it'll be on Discord. Uh, we'll, we'll have a, a PDF and a post about it soon about how to join and, and how to get involved. Uh, we're going to have some special guests. We're going to reach out to some people. So we haven't done that yet, really, a couple of people, but um, we'll reach out. And then um, hopefully on the Saturday, we'll be a paint along with the start uh, collecting Age of Sigmar. Uh, what is it, Les? It's a Night in Cantor. Yeah. Night okay. yeah, in Cantor, yeah. I always get it mixed oh, yeah. up with the Exorcist. I don't know why. Cause I think that... No, you never make. No one's seen a fucking Exorcist. No, I know. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool model. No one's seen it on the table. In fact, like if I if I play you and you've got an Exorcist and your Stormcast Eternal Army and I've got no money at the moment, I'll pay for your drinks for that game just because you're not you, going to take the Exorcist. There's games is that, happening. This is, is like that, an um, empty thing. Is that, is that the 90 point wizard? Uh, I don't no. think he's 90, I think he's 120. He's actually really good against death stuff, but he just he's a really cool model. He's the guy with like the come at me bro sort of like Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Because there's, um, there's one one of their wizards has dropped down in points to uh, I think it's it. that one actually that's dropped, but it um, might be probably, yeah, because no one yeah, sees yeah. it. It's, it's yeah. kinda like cool against undead stuff, but not really. You just take the encantor because it's most bang for your buck or oh, yeah, auto spell in it. Just auto yeah, display. or the, the what's the one on the Griff Charger? I can't remember what it's called. Arcanum. The Arcanum's quite good as well. So Thank I you. think you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the uh, anyway, that model 
Uh, we're going to paint that along on the Saturday. Feel free to convert it. I'm, I'm thinking about making mine into a Zinch Sorcerer. Um, That's a cool idea. Um, because mm. I like Zinch. And um, there was an old classic model with a guy with his face, and it had no eyes. It was like a mirrored face. Yeah. I know the one you mean. about getting a Dark Eldar um, box, because they've got those kind of heads. And well, it'd yeah, be too small in that. Actually, it'd probably be alright. It'd probably it? be okay. I need to look at it. Um, I might have to do some sculpting work, but I, I think I'd like to make. Um, I have to look at some of the Thousand Sun 40k models and see if there's some chunky inch staffs and things like that. So I'm quite tempted to swap the chain, the staff out, and put make him look a little bit more um chaosy. Because I quite like the idea that he's obviously been playing around with magic, touching naughty things, and um. <laughs> realize that Sigmar is actually an asshole uh, because yeah. what Sigmar's done is basically gone, you're like a hero, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lock you in a perpetual death cycle of servitude. And every time you come back, it really hurts a lot and you lose a little bit of your soul each time. But I'm a great guy. You know, Nagash is the bad guy, right? But I'm the good guy. Yeah, yeah. So, an asshole. so I think, I think it's only a matter of time before the Stormcast work out and they start rebelling. So I'm going to yeah. start it. I'm going to start the trend with, uh, my knight uh, in Cantor, uh, fallen cinch sorcerer. That's what I'm going to do. So. Do it. The um the Sangor are quite a big size as well. If you're looking yes. for accessories that potentially fit, I might get one of those acolyte birds and stick it on him somewhere because I think that's cool. Because he's got his hand up, hasn't vault. he? So I might yeah. I might vault take the hand thing, and it? move it and put the vulture on it. Oh, that's a great okay. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like he's obviously like getting whispered from a demonic bird. So yeah. if anyone's got one of those Voltrix um, things from the Acolyte Sprue, uh, let me know. I'll be interested to get hold of one of those. So. Oh, yeah, it was for us. Yeah, let I'm me know. A... Uh, but yeah, I'm that's... tempted with... Oh, you said you were going to chaos saying... yours up, weren't you? Yeah, it's going to chaos Lord mine, maybe. I'm thinking of that, or maybe, like, I just, I kind of, like, I might just convert the Incantor and not have him as an Incantor, like, give him a normal Stormcast head, give him, like, because he's got the uh, sort of, like, a staff out to the side and the come at me bro hand. I might change the sword, the staff to, like, a sword, because yep. then it's, like, come at me and he's, like, a swordsman. Sort of like, yeah, um, cool. what are they called? The um, the knight errant quester and, like, convert him as an errant questor, because that might be quite cool. Have you thought about using the Indomitus shield with the skelly bob on it? Oh, yeah, like, with his mate on the shield. Um, Could do. I, the only problem is, is that, like, I don't really want to like dis- take that off that kit. Destroy that model, yeah. No, yeah, I, I would just yeah. be like, this for my my dark angel bros, right? Um, so I want to keep it for those. Um, plus, I've got like uh, the spare one at yours, haven't I? So yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, don't I don't know. Maybe tempted. Are you going to do a vampire pirate? I was just going to say, like, I had to do something interesting. I don't. I'd, I'd just be Captain Vanilla over here painting him in Retributor armor. Um, I don't know actually. Spray got- gold, dry brush it. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I uh, I love painting retribute armor, so could actually just mm-hmm. go go vanilla a bit, try and do something interesting. It I'll probably depends. end up just doing mine in silver as a hallowed knight guy because I can't be bothered to convert it. So I've got to think Sad, about. Yeah. I've got to think about how much time we're going to spend on it because the idea is to get something like to a pretty decent stage by the end of the stream. I think uh, if yeah. he's built and undercoated to start the day, you, you're going to spend like ten hours on it. I mean, it should be pretty much finished in like yeah. high level. If I start. If I start glazing, because I did have, uh, I had one model that I did ages and ages ago where I went through like a kind of copper heat weathering, or a heat bloom, yeah, nice. call it, yeah. on, um, on his gold armor. And it looked badass, but it's uh, it's not fast. <laughs> so I could, uh, I've, I've learned some stuff since then. I might be able to sneak and cheat my way through a bit of it. And you do could that. use, um, cool. 
the Abyssal Warlord Soper class stippling recipes. Uh, that yeah, would be quite be. good because you could do the armor in the same Abyssal yeah, scheme. A rusty blue one. That's uh, that's actually quite close to the scheme that I was thinking of for potentially using on the uh, the iron. Yeah, because essentially um, I like, like that. it's the same palette, really, isn't it? The model's got yeah. skin. It's got trim on the armor. It's got the armor. It's got that that yeah. greeny gold, hasn't it? Yeah, the, the non-metallic greeny gold. I'm, bad, really nice. I'm bad at flesh, so he's not gonna keep that head. <laughs> no, <laughs> just no head. Just that's it. No, just, I mean just, I can uh... I can airbrush, I can airbrush it on a stick. That's how I approach skulls. Yeah, which is actually really yeah. maybe use it as opportunity to get good at flesh. Uh, Push yourself. Try something new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, having having sat down and it's been like I have to paint on demand for AO quite a lot, but I'm like uh, the things I pick, I just have to pick something that's sufficient. I don't have much time. I try and pick stuff that I won't cock up. And having been through the process of painting an Iron Jaws model so badly that I just stripped it and started again and then starting again and finding it quite difficult. I forgot how difficult it is to just sit there and be bad at something until you've relearned it. Um, I'm not sure if I can go through that again. I might just stick to like a home course or something. Don't be Turn scared on. of failure, Byron. But it's, it's uh, you know, it's good. It's a good thing because you, yeah. you, know, you get better. Um, I think that's one of the nicest things about the hobby is getting used to the idea that things don't go right. But um, yeah, I'll try and think of something... Uh, I need to think very carefully about the amount of hours that I spend on it. Otherwise, I'll start something that, like, if it could be finished two hours more than I'm going to intend on spending on it, then it'll look like it's, like, 30% done because so much of what you get done in the last stage is what makes a model look... It's, like, it's a bit like Bake Off, isn't it? Like, if you've ever watched Bake Off, and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, they're like I want to do this, like, chocolate fucking thing, and it's all up yeah. here and, and all that. And then you, then you're like... Yeah, okay. And then you go, I've got how many hours? And it's like, and it's hot and it's all Three. melting and it's all falls to bits. And then they do end up with and like a splodge. Just, yeah, and they just have a fucking jam sponge. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> just elaborate gato. They're like, no, I need, to, I need to go with uh, I'm going for, uh, to carry on the bake off comparison, I'm going for jam sponge with uh, sparkles on top in terms of my mm. technical level. <laughs> you could, you could gonna, glitter, glitter, glitter paint your man. I could polish an average turd to the best of my ability. <laughs> Right. So I anyway, apologize for our international listeners that don't know what Bake Off is. It's international, mate. <laughs> Domus has watched it. He's a fan. Yeah. yeah. So it's if reached you... across the pond. People know what Bake Off is. If you don't, you can watch it You're on... You're missing uh... out. <laughs> it is good fun. It's good TV for painting. Um, anyway, um, so that's Face Summer Worldwide. So it's going to be painting along on the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have uh, guest spots. We're going to have a hangout and uh, hobby Friday with some interviews that people can listen along to while they paint, while they hang out, while they chat, we'll be on hand to answer questions. Um, we've got the painting competition uh, with prizes, uh, support from Element and Artist Opus, and uh, we're going to get some nice trophies, and I'm gonna, I've got some people to talk to about other things. And then Sunday will be more interviews, and uh, also uh, there'll be uh, the judging and the results from the painting competitions. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. If people, just so people are aware, obviously we've been releasing a lot more regular content. Uh, we will be formalising a schedule so you'll know exactly when you can catch the shows. When we um, work out what we're doing. When we work out what we can commit <laughs> to. Um, now that some of our life circumstances have changed, um, you know, we want to give people opportunity to help us uh, release more frequent content. So if you if you like the what we've been doing recently and all the extra effort and content that's coming out, 
please head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, comment, watch some of the videos, let us know what you think, uh, engage with us. We've got Facebook group, we've got Instagram. Uh, tell us what you what you want from the podcast. If, you, if you've got show ideas or topics, I did get contacted um, about uh, someone's army and color scheme. We were going to record about that, and we will, but we just weren't prepped enough to do that today. So we're going to do so slightly different today, but we will get to it. Um, obviously, really enjoy uh, hearing from you guys. And um, if you really want to support us in a more direct way and get some cool dice, you can head over to Element Games and search for Facehammer. And you can see all the merch. Uh, there's paint racks which are super, super good. I'm not just saying that. Yeah. I actually use all them myself. I've got, I've got lots of them. They are very, very, very good because they they stack vertically and they don't intrude on your desk space. So if you've got limited space, they're really good. Um, the dropper bottle ones are particularly good. Uh, obviously, GW paints they do have a rack for those, but Terry's like um, put all of his GW into dropper bottles and into the dropper rack. But if you've got like scale or Vallejo. Those those are really really efficient. I think you get eighteen paints in one shelf. Um, I'm gonna so if it's nine by nine and the GW. The world falling over here, so. <laughs> uh, as you can this see, is, if you're on YouTube, so you genius. can see the Byron spinning his stuff around. That one contains the gash. Yeah, yeah the gash on a rack. Um, but they stack up and you can fit whatever space you have. I think that's one of the most practical things about them. Uh, they've gone through quite a lot of revisions as well, so they have been designed with practicality in mind. And uh, if you're dead cool, you can spray them black and they look pretty sweet. And, my one's uh, black. Yeah, mine black. Half of mine are, <laughs> then I run out of spray and, and motivation. Um, <laughs> and then the um, the other thing with them as well is they don't need glue to assemble. They just push together. Um, no. So and I can... enjoyed assembling them. So <laughs> that's all you need to <laughs> So if you, they do, obviously, they're Element Games design, but they're a Facehammer branded one. So if you, if you get those, they kind of help us a bit. Uh, face hammer dice uh obviously we've just got a new batch in we've got some really cool purple some good orange and steel dice like uh, the copper and blue ones are really cool i think arriving yeah. in a couple of weeks aren't they yeah, yeah. so they're pre-ordered at the moment they should be shipping early september uh because of super short lead time for what we're used to um so yeah watch this space there'll be some more merchandise and, and things coming um so obviously you know for us it, it helps us uh, to spend our time on this rather than spending our time on our own business or or, or going out for work. Um, so at the moment we're self-employed and and trying to um, make put more effort into the podcast so we can um, we can turn it into a bit more of a business venture. Um, a uh, a little quiet patch before tournaments start while we can work out what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we're going to be blessed with a return to the world of normal gaming hopefully which i'm super excited for yeah i am too actually um i think i think like it'll be great if we can get out to adepticon next year and things like that yeah, so um what really what we want to do is um really small content out there because what what we like to do is, is help people with their hobby and reach their goals whether that's painting or gaming and partake on some of our knowledge and talk about the hobby we love uh, and we'd love to do that uh, more often but obviously that takes time and we live in a real world where we need this this money thing to survive so uh, we need to balance that but you know if you want to help us out and get something cool like a cool set of dice uh for when you start gaming again please go over and order some because it helps us out uh yeah, spread the word if you're on a forum like i don't talk about obr today if you're on a forum link our show that is hugely helpful too really really nice just anyone spreading the word retweeting and stuff like that is massively appreciated yeah and uh facehammer worldwide is is completely free so you you know, we're not charging anything for that. You could there's no entry fee, nothing. So you can just in case you're wondering, so you can join that and enter and be in part of that fun. 
just come onto the Discord yeah. community, uh, and then we'll we we'll basically want to get as many people on there as possible, uh, talking Warhammer and enjoying themselves. So um, I think that's everything for the intro, uh, and we can get into our main topic. So we'll take a quick break and uh, be back with our first segment, which is going to talk about the big boys of um, Ossiarch Bone Reapers and how the GHB has affected their uh, their viability in competitive match play lists. So we're going to talk about the the main characters in OBR, the big boys. Yeah. Shifting so, tides, I think. Things yeah. have changed around a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think the um the General's Handbook and the FAQ to Petrifix Elite has had a particular shift in power with the the three big guys. And and for those who don't know who I'm talking about, that's uh Catacross, Nagash, and Arkan the Black. Yep. Yeah. I know what people are thinking, Arkan's not really on the same level, but He's my oh, boy, he's, yeah. so yeah. he's good. He's, he's... <laughs> he went up as well. So basically, uh, he went up in points, didn't he? Because he is particularly awesome. And uh, the other two stayed the same, but it's Petrifex that's changed their stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, the you saw a lot of lists um, kicking around where you took Catacross because he's effectively um, a Liege Cavalos and Relentless Discipline Generation and your your kind of like amazing command ability just all rolled into yeah. one yeah. um and i think that nagash although he had access to the whole law he didn't give you the relentless discipline generation so actually yeah, it's what, a very different type of list isn't it with no with exactly that. and so actually for the same points as nagash you can get catacross and arcan yeah. and arcan has access to all the law as well um so that's and he, magic but he does it very reliably yeah so he he's He's effectively like a mini Nagash in terms of casting, but obviously he's a separate model, but you get the benefits yeah. of adding Catacross. Now, the reason Nagash kind of outshone a little bit was because he's he's actually hits harder, and um, he, um, he in Petrifix, he ended up with a two-up save, and his ability to yeah. reroll ones basically made him pretty invulnerable. Yes, yeah, so just, just in case people hadn't seen, basically Petrifix used to give everyone plus one save, uh, what are the temple things called in OBR? The legions. The legions. legions. Yeah. So Petrifex is one of the four legions available, and that was FAQ to now be its reroll once, so the same as mm -hmm. uh, as Mystic Shields, basically across your army. And Nagash does that anyway. Yeah. Yes. I also found I saw Nagash being a gun platform with because he could multiple oh, cast arcane bolt, and it was like a, so I mean, I would just call him machine gun Nagash because it would be yeah. like you've got a guy that's almost unkillable to non-mortal wounds rocking about the table, machine gunning stuff with Arcane Bolt, and then as soon as he takes a wound, teleporting somewhere else on the table because of the spell law that he would have cast. Um, yeah. You know. So there was a couple couple tricks. So one is protection and the gash to spell. So that allows you that when you take a wound or mortal, it actually makes it more likely now because you don't have to take all the after saves because you only take one now. Yeah. Um, you can choose. Yeah, you can yeah. choose to take your six up. <laughs> exactly. You can just take your six up instead of your five up. Yeah. And or then he up. can... Yeah. Um, if you take a wound, then you can set up a page on the table nine away. So what you could do is go on the like basically do your do that to him straight away, teleport, drop a load of bolts, then charge, and then get into combat. Yeah, um, yeah you've got you've got various options available in the list. So uh, he's got so many casts. I mean, this sounds like a lot of setup value, but when you've got eight spells, he really doesn't care. You cast uh, protection, um, and then you do like suffocating grave tide, which does D three mortal wounds. 
and particularly with the choice of being allowed to take just a six up save for those there's a good chance you take one of those wounds and then you zap over to another part of the table and um cast like six arcane bolts at something an arcane bolt is if you get a uh, it's not unmodified if you just get a 10 or more an arcane bolt it's d3 mortal wounds instead of one mortal wound and when you're at plus three to cast that it's like half of the bolts coming out of your d3 wounds 18 inches away kill a kill a key piece or two maybe debuff something and then charge mm-hmm. into it and it can it can really mess with people's game plan and yeah it, it's an antidote to a, a fairly slow immobile army as well because he can travel 60 inches if he wants to yeah it's, it's he's key with those arcane bolts to like just kill those support characters like i would not want to play it with fire slayers because <laughs> you whilst you can bounce the sort of like the the, the sort of like the mortal wounds onto your hearth guard with the guns you're still going to lose only five wound heroes like you yeah. know you take out those support heroes then you, your fire slayers aren't really going to be um, you know, gonna then while well, the Hearth God Berserkers aren't gonna have their four up save after save because yeah, yeah. there's gonna be no heroes in range. Um, yeah, I think you know, Nagash is a uh, very, very good in that respect. Um, he is, and, and also, he, he's no slouch at fighting either, right? So, uh, he's not, he's a, he's a bit swingy. If you have some debuffs to hit, um, you can get unlucky, particularly if you shoot, like if you're planning on his shooting attack hitting, which it should, but you know, it, it, yeah. it doesn't. Um, He's also a lot more vulnerable now. So if you if you are going for that tactic, yes, you're more likely to get teleport. But when you land there, you don't have a two plus savory rolling ones, and that's no. very big. So. I think as well, like because you can still be in Petrifix and still go for the extra rend ability they have, which is bludgeon, um, relentless discipline. Because Nagash gains the Ossiart Bone Reaper keyword and the Legion keyword. So the the reason like Petrifix was so good because one, it gave you the save anyway. And then it also gave you access to this amazing ability where you could increase the rend of all of Nagash's attacks. So, you know, his his Alakanash was going to be rend 4, his Zephyr Nebtar would be rend 3. It just It's just, like, horrendous. And then if you had a Liege Kavalos for your Relentless Discipline, you could even buff his attacks. So you could actually give him extra attacks because he gets the Bone Reaper keyword. So everything that you can buff Bone Reapers with, you can buff Nagash with. So... It's it is a he is an all or nothing. It's all in him really. Um, yeah. I think one of the the, the great great um, endless spells is the um, the carrion. So the soul stealer carrion because it allows you to use that for line of sight. So actually you can basically arcane bolt hiding heroes and stuff like that because you set up anywhere on the table as long as you're within range of the gash. You don't need to see what you're bolting. Um, so yeah. and and that that lightning bolt to coin that kind of like LARP video from that went around the internet you know, like the bolt like the bolt uh arcane bolt um yeah barrage is actually really powerful um, oh it's so reliable yeah. it's obscenely reliable and i think because he gets so many bonuses to unbind and cast um it is it's fairly obscene when it gets rolling um and i think they don't go down they don't go down very easily either a lot of people get surprised when they play so when he's taken a few wins uh, casting bonus rather than his uns- uh, dispelling bonus it's very easy for it to get affected a tiny bit and it'll go down to seven spells and then you do one spell you heal yourself up and suddenly you're back where you were yeah so it's um as he gets hurt he does get weaker in magic but he you know there are ways Fairly. to heal so it's um <clears throat> i think um for me um i think in nagash is more powerful in a legion uh, in a bone reaper army than he is in a legion in a gash army i would agree um, yeah. I think he, he falls into a more support role in a Legion and a Gash army. But the problem is you don't have enough points to have enough for him to support, really. Right. 
um, that, and you get the issue of having to have death wizards to give him spells. But I think he the I think that's kind of gone because of the um, there's some change to the war scroll that's affected that. I'm not really an expert on the Gashin Legion, so but I I think when we're talking about Bone Reapers, the biggest impact in the Gash has been the fact that um, uh, Catacross's stock has gone up purely because um, you've you've lost the ability to give him plus one save just from being in the Legion of Petrifix. So, but I think there are some good options other than Petrifix. If you take Nagash, I actually think Noel Myriad is a good choice. Because, you imagine what you mean. because it, it gives you the ability to protect yourself from spells. So I'll just... you, have to, you have to spend one each time you try and do that, though, one RDP point, don't you? And you don't well, end up with no. too many. So you get Eldritch Knolls as an ability... So each time a friendly null myriad unit is affected by a spell or endless spell, roll a dice on a five up, ignore the effects. Yeah. But you also get a command, um, a command ability, which is hold fast, which is before you use the null ability, you can spend the point and then it's on a two instead of a five. So it's a two up, ignore, but you get an innate five up, ignore anyway, without okay, spending yeah. a command point. Yeah. So if you want to protect Nagash, particularly with, uh, this resurgence of um, your, well, Lumen F for one, but also um, Zinch. I think it's a really mm-hmm. good option to take Null Myriad. Plus, um, you also get a command trait. So if you have a Leech Kavalos, you can give him this this trait as a general, and it's, it's a track one from hit rolls uh, that target this guy, and one from bravery from enemy units within three. But the artifact is really good. It's the Bellful Blade, so um, do not make save rolls for attacks made by that weapon. Wounds cannot be negated. So you just you just do the damage. There's no saves, there's no ignores, there's no nothing. It just goes straight through, and you I can't negate Tony them. Without, yeah, he ends up being a, a really quite small, like, well, if you have it on a little horse, you do. He's pretty nippy, zapping around, and he ends up being like a Stormcast utility character in terms of survivability, but he actually hits really hard. Well, yeah, I mean, it's he's got three attacks at damage two, so, you know, and then he can boost his attacks as well, so exactly. you can basically go four attacks, damage two, freeze and freeze, um, and, you That's know... Horsey. The horse isn't bad. Yeah, I don't think the, the weapon will affect the horse, because it's just a rider. No, it doesn't, but so, it's just a horse. You mm, can go and wipe but, out a, a ten-wound unit on an objective with that guy pretty reliably, even if they've got a four-plus save or something. Yeah, but I think he's just... You'd be surprised at how big a difference that makes when they just can't take any saves at all. Yep. So killing like a five wound hero becomes fairly easy. You just go in yeah. and go, well, you're going to take four wounds pretty reliably. Um, really annoying things like an Aziros on a piece of terrain with his two plus or whatever, and you spend your triumphs giving rolling ones. No, <laughs> dead. Just like flat dead. Yeah, and even even like to go into like a big guy and and take like four wounds off of it. You know, like it, even even against another Nagash or another. Archeon yeah. or something like that. I mean, he's, he's probably yeah. going to get squished back. But the point is, is that if if he, if he's supporting another hero, so if Nagash is somewhere and he's supporting Nagash, then you're probably not going to be hitting the Cavalos. Um, yeah. But I think I think like it's quite nice to start looking away from Petrifix for Nagash. I mean, it's still good. Yeah. I mean, Petrifix still yeah. has great artifact command abilities. It's still brilliant. I mean, but the Being thing is, your end is never going to not be good. No, it's. I was going to say that. 
there's more tech guard are still beasts right with that extra rendability i just yeah. don't think that you can see it just means that the petrifix elite list changes doesn't it it's like and it's you not the only option <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. like you know there's i think there's lists if, to be fair the obr book whilst there's not a lot of choice within the range of models and um, so you know yeah, there's a lot of lists and a lot of differences. I mean, I still think there's a good crematorium list out there somewhere. Oh, man. There's loads, I mean, like, loads of good crematorium yeah. and lord lord lists. I think the only yeah. legion that I think is kind of left behind is Ivory Ivory Host. Um, yeah. And probably because if I say that, you probably think I didn't even know that one. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not very good. Um, no. But the commandability from Nagash, which is um, you can reroll hit rolls of one, and that kind of and save rolls of one that kind of does what Petrifix does anyway. So if you pop in that Supreme Lord of the Undead command ability every turn with a relentless discipline point, then you, you, the, the Petrifix army bonus does nothing. So I think Noel Myriad is a really good alternative because it protects Nagash and he's your main piece. Um, so it's for me that's where I would be leaning. Um, yeah. Because to be able to ignore a key spell on a two plus, like you just you just say, well, they're going to cast something that's going to completely neuter Nagash, like stop him moving, or mm. you know, you, you know, even do like loads of mortal wounds and probably kill him. You just say, well, on two plus, you're not doing it. So it's like, yeah, I know it's hard to get spells off against um, Nagash. Nagash but anyway, like, yeah. Sometimes it's like they force something through, and you just think, oh, I, I just, it just got through, and I really can't have this thing doing it. Um, yeah. It's that's the problem with, almost with Nagash though, isn't it? Like if with having him in the army is that while you're paying a lot of points for him and he's like a Swiss army knife for OBR is that he is the linchpin. He's like the the fault in the army is in if he goes early, then you pretty much lost the game. Yeah, but if really he, struggling. if he performs brilliantly, then you've pretty much won the game because you've got all of the backup. I mean, I know there's a lot more to the OBR army than that, but when you're taking up essentially nearly half of your army yeah. with a, a model, if he goes down early, then, you know, you're not going to get, you know, I mean, this sounds completely obvious, but it, he is like the linchpin, right? If you can yeah. shut him down, then be it with a spell, then he doesn't, like that's a force multiplier. Then the, the arm is slower. The arm is not doing what it needs to do. So having the non myriad to stop that's great. Like, yeah. As you pointed out, Russ, you know, I, mean, I, mean, I don't the... think it's going to help you against Bellacor, but it's still, you know, yeah. no, but on yeah, that... that's Bellacor, and, and sometimes yeah. it's that's... a case that you just put up with that for the, you know, for whatever reason. But there are ways to mitigate the Bellacor if it becomes very popular. The catapults are a great answer to that because he he has to Nagash, he has to basically do it to Nagash turn Nagash, one yeah. to stop you teleporting. Yeah. Then then it will you just catapult off Bellacor, and then the next turn you're you're free. And assuming yeah, yeah. the gash is free, you just be patient. I mean, like sometimes um, you know he's going to be shut down for a turn. You don't, you don't like don't go for that impactful. <clears throat> I'm going to run at your turn because if he doesn't shut you down when you're sat in your deployment zone, you can always protection and the gash teleport and be in his army uh, yeah. and get the value. Mm. And then even if the gash is basically shut down uh, from Bellacor, but if they he goes first, I mean, there's there's because OBR have got catapults which is the unique, and I know that this is why they're so, catapults are so critical, because in the Death of Allegiance, you just don't have anything that does what they do, and the point is, is that you absolutely have to have something that can take out something like Bellacourt at range, otherwise you can't be competitive. It's just, it's no. just the nature of Age of Sigmar. Um, yeah, I mean, Nagash does a similar thing when you, when you bob him over and, yes. and teleports. Yeah. But so, they're, they're a good army to be patient with, like, they're, they're not a kill your opponent turn one, they're a we're still here turn four and we're still hitting like a ton of bricks and we've barely lost any models this time. 
Yeah. Um, so we could probably talk a little bit. Uh, it's probably a good idea to talk about Arkan, um, yeah. just because he's similar to Nagash. Uh, you know, obviously I would say that because I think he's awesome. But um, he's basically like a a faster moving, lower wounds count model that has access to all the spells. Um, and costs like a fraction of the points. Um, yeah. So for me, what's really good about him um, is obviously you can add, he's got the command ability to add range, but his Curse of the Years spell um, has been a little bit changed now. Um, so it's basically, but it's still quite a nice damaging spell. Um, so it used to basically go down, you used to do it on a, a wound on a six, then a five, then a four, then a three, then a two, then a one, then it just to wipe something out. Now it doesn't do that anymore. It always fails on one, but it starts off on a five. Uh, it starts off the same, really, but it just fails on a one. But you can you can get down to do like seven or eight mortal wounds onto something quite comfortably. So it's still yeah. a good spell. Um, yeah. He can cast and unbind three spells. Um, he's uh, obviously got. Sorry? Yeah, at plus two, but there's easy ways to get into plus three to cast. He's plus two to cast, plus two to unbind. Yeah, so I don't think there's. Um, easy ways to get him for bonuses um in obr i mean a bit might be wrong um but he's basically yeah he's got bonuses to cast and his ability is increases the range of spells um, by six inches yeah so and he can also cast bolt multiple times so you know doing like cursey is two bolts is fairly fairly good and because it's 18 inch range if you spent two points to boost it to you know to give it extra range then you're basically adding, um, you're going up to like 24, 30 inches. So it's, mm. he's quite good at poking from long range away. Um, yeah. He's you don't also, need to put yourself in, in harm's way like Nagash does to do the same thing, which makes no. him pretty. And he's, he's good enough in combat to go in and kill support or small units or yeah. go in like yeah, infantry, yeah, but... like going into like a ghoul unit on the side is fine or. You know, like yeah. taking on unit adjudicators, or or like you know, just 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 little units that you know, even like small smallish elite units. If you can get him, yeah. tag him on the corner. As long as you're not getting attacked by four or five models, you, you'll be fine. Yep. You're okay. I've always found like when people use him well, and well, I've seen people use him well against me is when that he's that support piece, but on those really <coughs> crucial turns. He's then clearing off the objective that I've left yeah. ten models on or five so models on. Quick. You know, so, because he's so like. Fast. And you're like, oh, he's round the side and he's into the, like you said, a side of unit adjudicators that have just sat there all game trying to score. And he's gone in to the side of them and he's wiped the unit and killed them quite easily. I think it's it's knowing when to use your support piece in an aggressive manner. It's the same with like people always used to get caught out with me when I charge people adjudicators. And I'm like, they're like, what? Um, and it's, I mean, they're rubbish in combat, but if you can just chip <coughs> one wound off a hero when you need it, then they're worth their points and they do their job. Okay. Um, exactly. And yeah, and I found that, you know, using arcan that way like you know j- jumping over a screen killing like a one wound hero on an objective stuff like that he's very very good at it after he's performed his support piece role yeah. what's his move for us is it 16 it's 16 inches and you yeah. can because in OBR, you can spend a point to get plus three very good like so, that is that is massive it's huge what three inches out so it becomes a 19 inch move yeah yeah so it's that, it's that makes good. a charge pretty like way more likely in a lot of circumstances it means that if your opponent goes first you can probably reach anything that's moving forwards if you want to and it just keeps people honest because if you haven't put the horses into the list then you get something else that can 
threaten it, it's just the potential of it he can threaten it and he can just stand there and exist he can threaten cursive gears with boosted range threaten arcane bolt with boosted range while he's completely safe he can also threaten a charge while he's completely safe which you don't have much of if any in the rest of the army i don't think yeah he's he's just he's just a great all-rounder and i think um what's nice about it is having access to the whole lore means you've got a massive toolbox of spells um it's great debuffs in there like, well, really like, you good. know empower nadrite weapons is kind of like amazing on more tech guard and, and and you know even even like fuse bone shields those two are quite commonly seen on the caster heroes but a lot of the other spells that you don't see are still very good and i think it gives you the because you've got the options there you're not restricted on Oh well, I, you know, I've I've only got empower Nadrite in my army because I've only got one caster. Because the caster yep. heroes are actually fairly weak, and the only reason you kind of take them is to um, unlock the formations. Um, but Arkan still, he's still he's still good. I mean, he's more expensive now. I think he's three eighty now. Yes. Um, so he, I I struggled to fit him in. But but the way I look at it is, if I could take Nagash or I could take Cadacross and Arkan because they're both eight eighty yeah. points. So yeah. Um, we should probably talk about the big man himself, who's basically gained in power, in my opinion, yeah. because, um, I mean, I was running Mortis Praetorians before anyway, so his his command ability, which is, um, allows you to basically give you plus one armor save um, onto every unit that's wholly within 18, um, but also if, you, if you've got the, some of his cronies alive, then it's wholly within 36, so... Uh, I think Excellent. it's the Prime Necrophorus, which you have um, until you take four wounds. Um, but oh, we should probably talk about the healing as well, which I, I was just going to say. So, because um, Nagash on... and Arkan can heal three units, three wounds, where they can heal themselves. So actually, they're quite hard to get rid of because every turn they're healing three wounds. So if you take Catacross and Arkan, you can put six wounds back on both of those characters each turn. <clears throat> because they can both hit each other. Um, oh, that's yeah. crazy. So it's it's kind of so you be free on yeah, you can hit each other like like twice. So you basically go, well I'll go put three wins, then three wins, then three wins, then three wins. So you, you the healing is key because actually it's quite hard to get healing in to a OBR list. Um and if you're running multiple units of um of the Mortec Guard, then that's putting six into one, six into another, six into another. That's quite a significant amount of of stuff to get through um yeah it's also putting two horses back isn't it yeah yeah so um i i personally i think the the um the the healing makes running catacross and arcan a very uh very very kind of good prospect rather than running nagash but nagash is a lot more offensive uh a lot quicker so he's kind of got the combat power he's slower than arcan faster than catacross got more combat power and uh, his magic is way, way more effective. So it's, yeah. it's that balance. But you don't have the relentless discipline. So you, if you take Catacross, you need more on your units, um, which is why I kind of like him. Um, yeah. But you end up with five relentless discipline points from Catacross just being on the table, basically. It's a massive pool every turn that you're getting. Such um, a big difference. Yeah. And, and like, you know, he's he's got 20 wounds and a two-up save when his ability's on. You get him plus one to hit as well for all um, all attacks by Bone Reapers, so all within 36 as well. So that's making you hit on twos with most of your stuff. It, it, it's a massive boost. Is it melee or just flat? Um, I think it's melee. 
Um, no, it's just plus one to hit rolls. So yeah, because I thought that was the case when I played JP. He had catacross and two <laughs> catapults. And yeah. That yeah, on the catapults, he, he was just in this. It, it's a small army, but he had five horses in it, which really made a big difference. Which I guess if you squeezed Arkan, and you'd have a similar option there. Those two catapults. He boosted their range on their moves, so their threat range was disgusting. And then they're so much more reliable when they've got plus one to hit. Yeah, I think my the list that I ran was um, 20 Mortec, two Catapults, the Bone Shaper in the Mortis Balistari with another 10 Mortec. I think it's 20 Mortec, 20 Mortec, five Cavalry, two Catapults, the Bone Shaper, Catacross, and the Liege Cavalos. Yeah, and that I comes in Mortis Praetorian. Very similar. And uh, that yeah. comes out basically 2000. Um, and that list is great it's pretty all round you've got a bit of everything um the cavalry won me a game uh because they they ran onto an objective in knife to the heart so it's just a very nicely balanced army um but the one of the things that Canacross does which is really good is that he's got if he's completely unhurt he's got this scroll bearer which um you can pick one enemy unit on the battlefield and then they've got to subtract hit rolls for attacks that unit makes so you can basically debuff a unit just anywhere on the table doesn't matter like roll no roll nothing no way to stop wow. it and then the other thing which is is really good is the um is the way that you you can basically stop command points uh i think you can steal a command point on a four plus so i'm oh, just wow, trying to really find cool. the rule but i'm, I'm kind of um, he's got everything on his scroll isn't he i've got it in front of me yeah i think uh... it's the spy master so once per turn roll a dice when your command your opponent receives a command point on a four plus it's lost yeah. So as long as you haven't taken eight wounds, you've still got that ability. So it's pretty that... easy to heal those wounds back. <laughs> but you you can imagine like how disruptive that is to a lot of armies. Like if you roll that four up and you you minute start you normally start the game on two command points and you've only got one, then suddenly you can't make your say for your army for example, Byron. You'd be like, well, I can't make my brutes battle shock immune yeah. because I have to spend that point doing my war or whatever. And you're like, well, or now I've got any points. Literally, I can't reach you, or when I do reach you, yeah. I'm worse. And especially, like, you've got the option to make something minus one to hit, and then Arkan has the option to make something minus one to hit, and he has a spell which is rerolls successful sixes to hit and successful save rolls of six. Yeah. Or something like that yeah, as well. Yeah. It's a... Something can get can get to you that's meant to, like, mull your army, and it can be pretty much, like, impotent, like, half as effective. Uh, yeah. There's an incredible, incredible selection of spells that back up what he has too i think yeah i was just i'll just double check that spell name um yeah. so i think i know the one you're talking about so i think it's um uh Dr- mortal contract oh so, mortal contract's badass yeah <laughs> oh no that's something else so we've got to talk about that one though because it's really really good so it's on a, on a seven picking it with an 18 and for the rest of the battle roll of dice each each phase they t- that any attacks from a unit inflicted damage um on a bone reap unit so when they hurt you on a three plus they take d3 mortal wounds um so you can do it so like a unit that, that's going to stick around and do damage in a lot of phases is just going to take just take damage passively but uh it's... drain vitality i think is the one so on a six pick an enemy unit with an 18 until your next hero phase re-roll unmodified hit rolls of six and re-roll unmodified save rolls of six yeah so amazing it's... really oh. Um, just, just so good turns off a load of key abilities for people or makes them way less likely to happen mm-hmm. makes them less resilient uh, it turns off some like defensive abilities some people bounce back wounds on a save roll of a six and stuff like that as well so many things that reach you could literally be half as effective 
just for getting off that spell on a six. And if you're Arcan, that's that's a joke. And he can buff the range. So um, I think he uh, there's a completely different list between Nagash doing his own thing and being like a, a key piece that can muller anything you pick, really, and can teleport around and do this stuff. And then there's, there's a kind of a cohesion list, which is the one that you're talking about, where you're healing everything, you're zapping some people, you're debuffing them, and you've got this kind of indestructible core. If people can't, if they take you down to one wound, you're going to be healed very, very fast. Scary yeah. army to be double high. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you take the, um, the, they've also got the spell arcane command, which degenerates D3 relentless discipline points. So yeah. you can get around the discipline issue. Uh, I think you still want to take a Kavalos for the command ability. But what's good about Catacross is he has endless duty, which is the ability which gives you the plus one attack. Um, the units uh, wholly within 12 so that's really really strong um, and you've got enough discipline to use that so the reason I like uh, Mortis Praetorian as well because um, I used to I quite like taking Xantos the named Kavalos because he okay. has an ability that allows you to reroll wound rolls it's the only thing in the book that affects wound rolls um, and because you're getting plus one to hit the fact you can reroll wound rolls to one you can make your catapults way more reliable you can make your more tech guard way more reliable because um your hitting is not a problem like it's, it really isn't um i think he's so hard to kill as well like i mean he is an absolute beast he's so yeah. hard to get rid of i mean he's he i literally put him into a half guard berserker friend. unit on his own and he just didn't die <laughs> wow <laughs> It was close, yeah. but you know, it yeah. was. Uh, he, I, I basically, I played Namvar, uh, and I just put my Mortec Guard and and Catacross into his big Death Star unit on the first turn, and by the fourth turn, his army was dead. So it was just like you know, anything in the game that can stand up in combat against that and come out the other side of it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's about. It was. I had to win the priorities, and I had to have a bit of luck. Otherwise, I would have lost it all. But I think. The fact that you're in with a fighting chance by ramming into a fire slayer army, and he even yeah. had the mortal wound weapons on the unit to counteract OBR as well. So okay. um, it was it was fairly uh, I was fairly happy with that result. I think that was uh, that was good. Um, but Catacross is awesome, and being in Praetorians, you you now don't feel like oh I could be in Petrifix and and it's better because the thing is what you've got to remember with his ability you've got to actually put it up. So if they go first, you don't have it up. So you're you're a bit prone to alpha. So, but the army is resilient enough normally that you can just weather an alpha strike anyway because you can still spend discipline on like the Mortec guard and get the reroll saves. Or if you're you know and 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 those defensive abilities in their turn because you generate the relentless discipline at the start of the combat round. And then actually it puts you in a very strong position because if you haven't burnt your discipline in their first like, turn. You can burn all of it knowing full well you're just about to get a restock. Okay. So OBR are very scary when you go between battle rounds because if they're going mm. second in a battle round and they win the priority to go first, they basically can burn all their discipline in two turns and normally there isn't a lot left for you to worry about coming back at you. Not at all. Even if it's just 20 more techs as well, standing next to Catacombs, they're much more scary prospect. That's all I take is 20. I think anything yeah. above 20 is too yeah. much. You don't need more than 20. Like, honestly, they're so good. You don't need to spend 400 points on 40 of them. It's it's, it's, it's a completely false economy. 260 right. points for 20 of those models. Perfect unit. Don't, don't I don't spend any more than that. I really like 20 and a harvester. I think that's... Yeah. Um, 
Well, that's the point. If you want to make that 20 feel like 40, just buy a harvester. Yeah, and then you get some rend, you get your shooting attack, which adds yeah. up nicely with cat bolts or king bolts or whatever it is you're doing. I'd rather so, have two 20s than 140. Yeah, it's more expensive, mm. but it, not that much more expensive. I think, you know, it's it's like, I think it's like 60 points more. So for me, it's it's like the 20 is, is like the perfect number. I think any more than that, it, it's a false economy. Um, I think you're better off having another unit that supports the army, like a harvester, like a catapult, like a unit of um, Immortus Guard to protect your hero, um, which we'll talk about in the next segment uh, when we get onto the elite units. But I think um, I think now it's quite clear that Catacross has gone up in stock purely because Petrifix changed because he's the only way to get that plus one save across your army. Yep. Um, and I think Nagash is still very viable. Um, I don't think... Mm. Uh, it kind of forces you out of the Petrifix, and actually there are some hidden gems with the other uh, the other legions. Um, yeah, yeah. Even if you went into Praetorian and took Xantos and then used him to buff the wound rolls on the Gash, it still 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 works. Yeah. Um, but I think Noel Myriad is uh, it is Arcan's it is actually Arcan's uh, legion from the background, so uh, makes sense to run that with. Um, with with just even if you just ran Arcan to give you the magic casting and run the normal Leech Cavalos, uh that comes in at what three eighty plus two twenty or two hundred. So it's sort of a bit more expensive than taking Catacross, but you get the magic and you still got the uh endless duty and commander ability. That's why I think Catacross is so good for his points because he's so efficient. Because he gives you all the relentless discipline and he gives you access to uh the endless duty commander ability, which is super important. Gives you plus one save, plus one to hit across your whole army, the gates there commandability on a four plus you know he gives you a debuff you could just apply uh he's a bit slow movement four but he, he doesn't need to be fast i mean you could boost him to movement seven you can run him into the middle of the table surrounded by more tech guardian going anywhere um yeah. and then especially with the catapults you, you kind of hit that it doesn't make him any faster but it means that while you're waiting for people to get to you or you're waiting to get to them you can do something that that's why catapults are important because they make the person come to you even if they're just trying to get to the catapult because yeah. if they don't come to you they're going to get pulted off every turn and, and and the relentlessness of of just pushing those hordes across the table just has an inevitability about it that i love and i think that's that's why the obr are so cool yeah i mean with that many command points as well you're like legit your army could all of the key units could be at plus three move yeah so if you take 20 guys that have a harvester behind them or whatever pretty scary prospect and they're just not going to die and they're going to hit pretty hard and i find the harvester a really scary combination with them because if they go into something elite that they can't touch the harvester just sneaks around the side and like tag something on a corner and that can do quite a lot like he's rent three i think the harvester i, I think uh, it's rent two but you can make him free with elite i think i don't know off the top of my head yeah so it's a solid piece but I've always found that it, the harvester stays alive as well. Like yeah, I always <laughs> underestimate how much it takes to kill it. Like, I'll put something into it and be like, "That should kill it," and it's always it's always left with like, like four wings left or yeah. something. I think now now that Petrifix doesn't give it a save, like yeah, it makes it makes it a lot easier. So it's got a four plus save. So with uh, and it's it's Ren two normally, yeah. uh, but yeah. if you had a um, if you're in Petrifix, you'd have a free up safe base, re-rolling ones. Yeah, yeah. Which this is this is why the Petrifix change is so massive, yeah. because actually to get a plus one save on it, you have to take Catacross. It's the only way to do it now. And 
mm. when you've got 500 points in Catacross and then you've got to take free battle line. And that's a good point. Even the cheapest battle line is 130 points. So you you end up with basically, and you don't really 10 of more tech, you might as well take 20. So you end up spending well over sort of 1,100 points. Yeah, I think Once if you've you got him in, in Catacross, probably dropped Arcan, but there's not room for... Yeah, things. you have to make the decision, do I want a Harvester or do I want a Catapult? And because you've got the healing from Catacross, I think the Harvester falls on the wayside. But the Harvesters are really good. But I think in a non... Uh, anyone who's got any shooting, the, the Harvester is prime target number one because shooting the Mortec Guard is pointless. Um, yeah. If you can kill the Harvester, and now it's a lot easier, now it doesn't have the plus one save. Yeah. Um, so for me, like the Harvesters are still good. They're still really good. Uh, good in combat, good shooting attack, solid, really good synergy with crematorium. Yeah, um, they get overclocked in crematorium. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like it's like harvesters up to eleven, you know, spinal yeah. tap uh, version <laughs> of uh, OBR. Um, but well, that's a nice thing because before you you'd probably still take petrifix even if you had harvesters and more tech, but now you're probably going to go to crematorium. Yeah. So yeah. what what I like about the FAQ change is it it lets you look at other legions and not feel like you're exactly. disadvantaging yourself. That's exactly the purpose of them is to kind of yeah. make people think that well make it actually so everything is viable or things are on a more level playing field. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we we've, we've talked about the big guys enough. Um, I think uh, out of all of them, Catacross is is super super cool. Um, I like Arcan a lot just because he doesn't pigeonhole your army list too much, and um, he's my boy. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I think Nagash was still viable and still be interesting yeah. to play with. But I just think he's a lot he's a lot less forgiving now. Um, yeah, purely. I like him choice. because he's risky. That's it. That's yeah. why. Like he's got so much swingy potential and fear on the board. I really like him, but he is he is risky. Yeah, I still have never played a game with Nagash, which I feel weird. But I need to, I need to get him <laughs> on the table at some point. Okay, um, we'll we'll take uh, we'll take a break, uh, and then we'll talk about the uh, legions and the elite units. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at twenty percent off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we are back from the break, and now we're going to talk about the elite OBR units and the legions, and then we've got some questions from the Twitterverse to address, cool. uh, all, of all things, bony. Isn't every unit elite, kind of? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But Basically, yeah, right. It's almost a problem with the book that the, the battle liner, essentially, you have to have them. They're expensive, and they're so elite, the elite units become less viable. Yeah. So it's normally that the any of the choices which can boost your battle line effectiveness are more effective because they have a synergistic effect rather than on their own stand up but yeah. now that the points have been addressed so because when you write an OBR list everything was 200 so your stalkers were 200 your mortis guard were 200 your archive and harbingers were 210 for some bizarre reason even though they're worse yeah. um yeah. and then you, you you know your crawlers were 200 your harvesters were 200 so you had this really weird thing that if you had 180 points left, the only thing you could buy is a battle line unit or a hero. Yeah. But they're 130. So then you've got 50, 60 points left, and you don't want That's to buy a command got, point because you can't use them. I saw a 
fell in no. there. That's, you, you just always can't have there. allies. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, what on earth do I do with seventy points? Yeah, and then you you end right. up in this weird jiggling of thing trying to get 600 800 points left at the end where you could then just go right two quarters and a harvester or that's yeah you know six mm. stalkers and and free immortal guard or where well, you wouldn't do that because you know it's not a harvester or yeah. a catapult so but no. now you've got 180 points and 190 point units sometimes you write a list and you're just like 10 points ticked over too much you're like you know you're 15 10 and you're like oh so that's a bad example you know 14 10 and you're like if i was 1400 i have 600 points left but I don't. Yeah. I have 590 points. Yeah. So I can't get three elite things in. But now you can. You could get a unit of hard bandages and two catapults. So you've got a little bit makes more it, speedy combat. So it makes it easy yeah. to jump with formations as well, doesn't it? Because the four the formations aren't in multiple. So it allows you to add up to a, a to close to 2,000 point list that way too. Yeah, and the, the formations are super important um, for getting your drops down. So, yep. like I was saying, if you're running like Catacross or you, you want to dictate the turn, um, OBR are actually not too bad at going at being like being bullied because they, yeah. they're they just so good, they don't they're care. Not. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, so I think you can just, just ignore that and go whatever. But um, we're going to talk about the, the elite units a little bit and, and if are we going to see them uh and i hope so but yeah we'll talk about them so um cool first i want to talk about the stalkers uh because they're probably my favorite at the elite they're the tyranid warrior guys right the ones with the multiple arms no shield <laughs> yeah 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 let's just uh <laughs> tyranid warriors yeah but yeah the you need to explain to me in like the visual uh, way like they're the, yeah, so the, the, um, the four arms I get told off for cabbage, and you're so coming out with that crap. It's these guys, the 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 cover, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the poster boys, uh, from yeah. the book. So, um, so the guy, yeah. the man of many faces, old He Man rescue. Yeah, so like, the, yeah, yeah, cool. when you when it, was it Mano faces? Well, I don't even remember. That's that. it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you used to turn, yeah, it's cool. But um, obviously, if you can get over the fact of building these. Uh, you know hobby atrocities of of cleaning up four heads for one uh and well actually i think it's five pieces for the head so uh, you can they look like but don't they let's let's they, cover the important first. they are awesome like once you've got them built but they are they are a chore to build those honestly um it, obviously i know why because it's such a complicated kit but you know it's yeah. um so that's the, the, the thing isn't it with those sorts of stuff when you get like that high-end really really detailed kit with multiple parts that can provide different sort of like unit choices in a box uh, the kits always take a little bit of building but once you built them they look cool which is the main thing right yeah exactly and and with these guys um they come in at 180 points now they've gone down 20 uh six inch move four wounds four up save uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the the scroll. But they've got um, basically spirit blades, but one in three can have uh, dread falchions, uh, and they're basically fours and threes, or threes and threes, ren two, ren one, or damage two, damage one, respectively. So um, they're fairly choppy in combat. They look a little bit slow at movement of six, uh, four All wounds, right. and a four up save. Now, one of the things that these guys have is a command ability, which um, allows you to pick a stalker unit. And you can re-roll run and charge rolls um, into the next hero phase. Uh, and you can also move across terrain as if you can fly. Cool. The only thing about this, which is really weird, is when you do it. And it's at the start of your hero phase. So you almost have to do it before you do anything else and say they're going to be using this ability, which is a bit bizarre. Um, 
but in the right circumstances can be devastating particularly if you sucker somebody in by if there's a massive piece of terrain like you know like a big tower like a skull fort or something like that and you're the other side of it and then you just go well i'm going to boost i'm going to spend this ability then i'm going to boost their move uh and they're going to come across here and particularly if you're playing stalic lords and they get run and charge um you're re-rolling the run you're re-rolling the charge they they become they become quite fast uh plus the Plus three as well. That's available. Yeah, nine right, inch so. move plus a d6 run with a reroll plus a two d6 charge with a reroll. All right. Moving over mm. terrain like it's not there, so it's it is effectively it's also good protection because you can sit opposite a piece of big terrain and they can't like they can't get to you because unless they fly. Yeah. So you can do this this almost like you used to do with a field units back in the day when you'd sit behind something like that and just pop over the top, do your thing, yeah. and then pop back again. So. Or like skyfires when they used to jump over stuff, didn't they? See the corner of it, fly straight over the top of the train, tag into it. Yeah, yeah. They, they have to be treated like lone rangers, I think. This unit, and that's, I think that's why people wouldn't consider putting them in the list to, to some degree, somewhat similar with the horses. But that's why people should consider putting them because well, everything else is, wants to be next to other stuff potentially, and then they can just go off and handle something like solo. Fine. So, well, this is why this unit is so good because what they've got is their ability is quadract aspects and this is start of the combat phase you pick one of these aspects one of them gets you reroll to hit one of them gets to reroll saves one of them gets to reroll to wound and one is to improve the rend and damage by one just all great like, um, like man, only man eaters yeah and they're also um hecatos units so they can use things like the plus three move um, if you're in a legion, they can use the legion ability because they're a Hecatos unit. So you could you could actually, if you're in Petrifix, for example, you could improve their Ren with Bludgeon, even if they're not near a hero. Uh, they get a death save because they're Hecatos. Um, so they are completely independent and they can they can run roughshod. The only the the problem with these is you can't bring them back because they've got four wounds. You can never bring one back from the dead. So they they are one of those things where you're like, if one of them dies, it's quite a big blow to output. So you can heal them, but you you can't bring a full wound model back. So it th that does make them uh, a little bit more fragile. Um, but the point is, they are an elite choppy unit. Now, it, having the reroll saves it, is a great option as well because it's the start of a combat phase. So it doesn't say your phase. So if they charge you. And they're going to go for it. You could go, well, I'm going to reroll saves this, this time and just absorb that damage, hit you back. And then, you know, next turn, if it's you, you go first and then you could go plus one damage, plus one rend. Um, so this unit for me is is super versatile. It's super independent. It is relentless discipline cheap, but mm -hmm. it does because you don't need to spend relentless to use those aspects. But. I'll caveat that with if you want to get the most out of this unit, you're going to have to put some discipline in. And that means they become a very tempting unit to splurge three or four points on in a turn. Yeah. You know, you immediately go, well, I'm going to make them extra move. I'm going to make them fly over terrain. I'm going to make them plus one attack. And, and I've spent three discipline on this unit. And then you fail your charge or, you know, you go in and you just don't, you don't roll very well. And you, that's a massive sink of points. Um, for some is that a reason to do plus a six, Russ? If, if like obviously you have to manage it and hopefully not spaffulate on them too much, but it, is the fact that they are so tempting a reason to take a six rather than threes? Or what? I think threes but... are really good independent units that if you've got 
180 points and you just want a unit that's effective and can be versatile, you can stick these in and just don't spend any points on them and just use them as they are. And they just go and they maybe they support with five Cavalos Death Riders or something like that. They're just a flanking unit. They go and take an objective. They 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 support a unit of Mortec Guard, something like that. I don't. I think, I think the Immortec Guard in a free is better. And I think if you take these, you probably want to run six. Um, one of the things I will mention um, is that in um, Stalic Lords, they become particularly good. Um, they charge on. Yeah, so they can run and charge. So as I said earlier, they get to re-roll both of those rolls, uh, and they're fast anyway. So outside of Stalic Lords, they become a little bit more predictable, a little bit slower. Um, so obviously, as well, with Stalic Lords, you've got things like uh, Rally Back. So um, you can you can basically use this ability that can retreat and charge uh, in the same turn. So they can retreat and charge. So you can use them to leapfrog round units they don't fly when you do this but you can you can obviously like almost springboard round if you especially if you double turn go in and fight something you might not kill it you might be pinned and you go wrong on a retreat and now i'm going to charge the thing behind um it's pretty unique it doesn't exist much in age of sigma it's very strong no exactly and I, I think um you know that that costs a relentless discipline point but i think that's a really good ability to get these guys and these guys are like hunter killers they are they are super super choppy um so i think i think that's great um again like it's it's okay i mean i think i think stalet lords they become they become a lot more threatening um i I think if you're running them in in you know like praetorian they're okay but they are a bit slow um there's there's not a place for them in the others particularly unless you are just having as lone rangers useful which is no exactly and i think um i know there's probably people out there that are like why aren't you talking about ivory host and honestly i just don't i just don't think ivory host is is match play viable if you want to take the best thing you can still play it but i i just don't it, it doesn't it has a negative to it and there's a lot of caveats about how you use it so i, I will talk about that when we talk about the legions but i think um for these guys, if you're going to take a lot of these, there's also a formation, which um, I'll make sure I get the right one because I, I think it's the Death Glaive, but I always get the, I always get these mixed up. Bell <laughs> Bros, Death Glaive, uh, Blood Challenge. So the Katak Rosian Death Glaive, um, which is two units of Stalkers and one unit of Harbingers. Now, what this is really good is after armies are set up, but before the first battle round, if all units are whole within 12 of the Morgoth Harbingers, you can move any units of the battalion up to six inches. Oh, wow. So you get a six inch boost move before the game starts. Now, you know, the fact oh, that you can oh, put these on the line, move them six, move nine, then run, yeah. then charge, re rolling. Yeah. It's, it's very heavy on discipline, but the alpha strike on that is real. Um, and the harbingers yeah. and movement nine anyway with fly. Yeah, so I quite like them. They, for example, it, very similar uh, roles as how you described these guys, but the harbingers. Um, there's less ways to customize their output and stuff like that. They do just vanilla fly and are fairly fast and have are they six wounds apiece or something. What the harbingers? I think so. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Um, we'll get onto those in a sec in more detail. But uh, yeah, they're six wounds. Uh, but they get a 3d6 charge, don't they? Uh, and can charge with an 18. Yeah. So, um, that super reliable alpha. I don't know if you've got the sustainability and the damage output to really decimate an army, 
to anyone with screens. And if you've lent, if you've lent that heavily into these guys, you probably don't have any catapults. Um, it does work really well with static lords, and if you take the formation and um, take cavalry and take the other formation, which is the death lance. I think you can get to quite a low drop and you can also get the artifact in which is the helm of the ordained which is a bonus to hit to everything within a range i think the list i wrote was two cavalos uh, uh leech cavalos and then some cavalry the two formations and then two big units of stalkers and you know, harbingers and that's so cool an that's interesting army but i don't think it's good that team, effective good team event list do you think no no i think i think obr in team you lean on their strengths which is Tar pit Mortec with with um, crematorium and harvesters with catapults in support, or you just lean into catacross on the and the, the catapults and being a balanced all rounder, and allowing your other armies to be specialised because they do everything so well. Um, you can write a really effective balanced OBR list that doesn't really care about anything um, really apart from effective ren shooting, which is in scarce um, supply. But I think we've we've had a we've lost Les, but I'm sure he'll join back yeah. in. Uh, I just didn't agree. No, so he's gone. <laughs> he's rage quit. No, we yeah. we will have a. I think we will have an upsurge in um, Ren shooting. Um, it, it, you know, because of KO, because of uh, change host, you need shooting to deal with trend change host. So I think OBR will be, you know, and even change host really hurts OBR. So I think I think you're gonna. It's difficult because there's not a lot of gaming going on right now. But I think that. Um, OBR have got a lot weaker purely because the meta shifted, not necessarily because OBR have got weaker. Yeah, it's happened twice. They've, they've lost their save, and then other stuff's kind of like uh, Lumineth, they don't particularly have Ren shooting, but they have very good, um, reliable, smallish amount of mortal wound shooting. So yeah. that's, that's quite scary too. Yeah, and I think I think having the um, the the shooting from and we're back with les uh with uh, yes, sentinels it, it, internet drop sorry <laughs> we, we just said you didn't agree with what i said and you rage quick yeah i was like get out yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah i think i think you know stalkers big thumbs up from me i 180 points i think they are they're less survivable but they do more damage so I think I think they do something that you don't have and having that high rend and that ability to go at extra rend I mean rend free damage free on the dread falchions is is scary yep. you know AF especially when you've got four attacks a model whether you've boosted it and they're hitting on twos because mm. hit on threes because you've got um catacross and things like that so these guys are really good um are they are they going to see much play maybe I think I think if I'm running them I want to run a six I don't. I don't think free is worthwhile, and that's purely because uh, these boys, which is the Immortus Guard, which you don't see at all actually. Um, and I'll talk about why I like these guys. So these guys are a bit slower. Movement five, three, four wounds. They've got a better save of a free up. Um, so you know that, that's a that's that's already a bonus. But if you've got um, Catacross, they've got a two plus save, which yeah. is nothing to be sniffed at. Now the one thing I like about these guys is they've got a two inch reach. Now, if you stand these behind a wall of Mortec Guard, you're going to be into some some halberd hacky goodness. Classical unit. Uh, freeze and freeze, rent two damage two, two attacks each. It's yeah. okay. Uh, they've also got a shield, which is only one inch reach. Uh, but the shield's got a an interesting ability that if they roll a um, six, it does a mortal wound on the shield. <clears throat> Always a nice option. <clears throat> 
Yeah, and I think the one of the things is they've got a command ability, which is a bit weird, that you can use in a combat phase after the guard have fought, uh, and any unit within three, um, if it's within three of an enemy unit, it could pile an attack with the shields only. So it's almost like a second shield bash attack, which, honestly, is a kind of an inefficient way of using your discipline. It's but, not going to come into it much, but if you left one thing yeah. alive on two, it's like, yes, hell yes. Yeah, and that allows you then to be free. So it, it's what, it gives you an option to have a second bite of the cherry. If you roll under average and you leave something alive, just with like one or two wins, you just think, God, I just really needed to kill that thing. You could just go sod it. I'll spend the point and go. Um, movement, right? Like, they're like it's not particularly common, but you are getting a pile in. You could have. Yeah, it might allow you to get to an objective. Um, it might yep. allow you to That's to kill the extra two models you need to capture an objective. It might allow you to finish off a big piece. So the 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 difficulty with it is you don't normally have a relentless discipline point left at the end of this point uh, because you're going into the end of the combat phase. Um, especially if you're going second. If you're going first in a round, you probably do have a discipline point left. But then you've got to weigh that up with: Do I spend that point, knowing full well I've got a turn? To, they've got a turn coming back at me, and I might need it for my saves yeah. or something. Um, if they've, I could be wrong here, but if uh, on the wording of that ability, do they have to have someone within three to be able to pile yes. in? Or yeah, it okay. says that if the unit is within three of an enemy unit. So, okay. um, then the the soulbound protectors rule, which is is quite interesting. So. If you allocate a wound or mortal wound to a friendly Ossiart Bone Reaper hero, which is within three of, of this unit, on a two plus, it gets allocated to this unit instead. So if you are using Nagash or Arcan, it allows you to absorb damage from them. That's quite a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I think it's um it almost makes them a lot harder to alpha strike. So if you're running Nagash it's a viable option to f to put a unit of these guys in or Arcan. Yeah, they it's are really expensive cool. for this, but they're not they're not rubbish in combat either. Um, no. And for me, having the reach where you can put them behind more tech guard to protect them, um, not that they particularly need protecting because they've got a decent armor save and stuff, but I think because of the healing and you can't put them back, you you don't really want them to be focused. Um, so. They're pretty good. Um, I think they're definitely a different role to the Stalkers. Yeah, they're less obvious, I think, in terms of what... <clears throat> yeah, and I, I, personally, I I do like them. Um, I think they, they've got a place in the in the army. Um, but uh, it's hard to find uh, find a spot for them, I think. There's there's so much competition for the 200-point mark. Um, they I think they're one of the, the least appealing choices. Um, see uh, Nagash and them in crematoriums, like them behind some Mortec guard that are causing wounds when they die, and do, and keeping Nagash alive against. I think. Shooting. I think the problem is, is that if you've got Nagash, you're probably not going to have 180 points spare for this unit. Yeah. And I think if you've got crematorium, then 20 points more, you've got harvester. So you're in. The, if you're not playing either of those, you go well. I'd rather have the speed and offensive ability of the stalkers than the defensive aspect of these and and sometimes you might not want to take um the damage on these yeah you I mean, might it's want not like... the hero to get hurt because you know full well you can heal the wounds back um it's not like the army struggles with being defensive is it let's face it the the others they fulfill something that the army does struggle with which is reaching out and touching people with something that's a lone ranger 
And then the army is one of the best armies that has ever existed in Age of Sigmar at being resilient and also doing good damage in a slow moving blob. So like you, you've got other things, multiple other things that do that. Yeah, I I'd be I'd be I'd be interested to see if they come into their own in in like a more if you focused on these and you you took like two sixes and you used them in place of like more tech guard of your like main frontline troops i'd be interested to see how they fare um if you're not going to take healing characters because there's only it's only uh, arcan and the gash catacross and um the shaper that does it at a shorter range but basically if you're not relying on healing anyway whether or not just having units of these guys with 10 more tech stood in front of them and you take three blobs like that yeah. um, because there is a formation which has these in it and the Morgoth Archai. Um, so I, I wonder if these would be good in Ivory Host, actually. Um, when I get to Ivory Host, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. But the, um, That'd be a, a nice way to run a, an OVR list without a massive amount of small base models, wouldn't it? It's a very cool, different looking list. It'd be fun to play with and against. Yeah, it would look really cool because it's like that relentless shield march, that shield wall. Uh, but there's the Aegis Immortal Battalion, which is one Archi unit and two units of guard. Um, and then the it basically gives you soulbound protectors on the Archi, um, but also which is that two up that that bounce the wound. But also once you do that on a five up, the wounds negated instead of being allocated. So nice. like you you would do your save you would then say right it's gonna now bounce to my guys on two up now i'm gonna see if i'm gonna ignore it completely again so it it kind of double double bite on that ignore um so but again it that's that's very good because that means that every three wounds you absorb one of them will be ignored on average so i think that makes it really efficient especially if you're running heroes with them like maybe a leech cavalos or even if arcan's in the list um, she might find like a null myriad in Aegis Immortal with 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 Arcan. Arcan would be an absolute pain to get rid of. Um, you've got some healing. You, you've got the bouncing, and you've still got these units that relentlessly march up the table. And when they get in combat, they do a lot of damage. I mean, they're Ren two damage two. I mean, it's not it's nothing to be sniffed at. Um, I think I think they've got a really cool. Um, it would have a cool aesthetic. I don't know if it's that particularly powerful. But I could see a null myriad army with with Arcan leaning into this formation would be quite an interesting army to play with. Absolutely. Can the Cavalos buff their attacks? Yes. Cool. So Cavalos um, is the uh, endless duty, which gives them plus one attacks so that affect their shield and their attack and their halberds. So there'll be three attacks for the halberd and three for the shields. Oh, and then obviously, if you pile in again and attack yeah. again, yeah. So I think a, a good list might be Devils, uh, Death Riders for your troops, three units of five um, with the. Um, the character, uh, so the Cavalos, the Leech Cavalos, um, Arcan, three units of the two units of these boys in a six, uh, a unit of Archai, maybe a four if you can fit it in, maybe two and then a um, and then a catapult or something like that if you need it, but maybe you use the Archai for the reach um, or Arcan's magic um, as a way to get things, and then you just lean into the fact that you're basically going to use your speed to get your Death Riders around the sides. Um, you know, you, you use these two blobs moving up the table with the Cavalos and just be like, well, if you can't really kill the Cavalos because they'll absorb the damage, um, they've got a, a free up save. You've got the anti magic if someone wants to try and mortal wound you. So it could be, it could be pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, it's, wouldn't say it's the, the best army in the world, but it's certainly 
certainly competitive, viable. Um, I think people out. I think a great club army if you play at a club. I think it'll be an interesting game, and then no one's going to complain about it. I don't think. Well, I'm sure someone will actually, but someone always complains. Uh, but... It's, uh, yeah. Um, so that's the Mortis Guard. Uh, so Harbingers and Archai. So uh, I mean, these guys haven't changed really, um, other than they come down in points. So I, I mean, they they're effectively Harbingers are faster, and what you can do is either give them halberds or swords. Um, you've got this disability which is minus one bravery of enemy units within six of the Morgas, which is a bit situational but could be quite good <coughs> if you're leaning into that but the 3d6 charge on these boys but i think you only take these and this is both units i think if you're trying to unlock one of those formations um i think if you're if you've got 190 points left you're better off putting a unit of stalkers or a unit of immortet guard immortis guard rather than the Harbinage or the Archive. Or the horses? Yeah, potentially. I think the horses do a similar job, probably better. An elite unit. They kind of fall between the two, but they're an elite unit that can get healed, which I think is the really important thing with them. Obviously, you've got to be uh, within range or whatever, but bringing back an entire three-wound tough horse hits pretty hard is it's a thing. Yeah, I think I think for me, with the with the, the, the Harbingers and the Archive, because they've got six wounds... They're quite hard to remove a model uh, before yeah. you get your chance to heal them if you've got healing in your list. Um, yeah. The fact that the halberd is dam- rend two damage free with a two inch reach is really good, and you could put it on the harbingers now because you never used to be able to. They used to have the spirit swords. I yeah. think potentially the swords are better uh, because you get five attacks, three threes, rend one damage two, but the halberds. Because they're a bit swingy, but OBI have got quite a lot of ways to make the hit roll more reliable. Um, they can be quite good. I think it's difficult to know which one to take. I think I don't. I think the the spirit swords are more reliable, but the halberds have more damage potential. Like from a swing point of view. I mean, you could put doing petrifex as well. You could buff that rend by one, right? Yeah, if I was petrifex, I'd probably always go with the swords. Um, because you get you get good at rend two, two, and you don't really need rend three. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. it's a bit overkill. Love it. I love when you roll for someone and they've got, whenever someone's got a four plus save and you're like, so that's that, and this is just straight through to wounds and they damage three, that's devastating. Yeah, I suppose it's um, every potential save they make is free damage they're not taking, right? So yeah. it's, um, I think um, the Archai are quite interesting because obviously they get the mortal wound save on a five up. So they've almost come down in effectiveness because of the handbook change where you don't get the death save as well. So they've almost yeah. got worse. So yes. I, I think for me that I would never take Archai unless I'm running that formation where I have to take them because out the two, I'd always take the Harbingers. If I had to choose between the two, the Harbingers, I'd rather have the speed. Yeah, makes sense. Well, you've got but the same really choice of damage. They... So good, like... Yeah, it's, it's a threat, yeah. right? It's a, it's a big deal. And jumping over things, like uh, a yeah. lot of units... Uh, it's very easy to protect against a normal 2d6 jumping over the top charge, but it is really hard, especially if you just got two of them as well. It's very, very hard to protect against a small footprint that could be like uh, 10 or 11 inches on average. That's very, very difficult to protect against. Yeah, and now the others don't get you the buff, like you said, with the saves. You may as well just take the faster ones and like make that charge more reliable. I mean, being able to charge outside of 18, well, sorry, at 18 is also, re- oh, I mean, yeah. really handy. That that one time that you get in the 18, it's charge is, you know, it's amazing. It was um, like a move you know, 12 to... before that, which is ridiculous. Yeah, 
that's what I think. I mean, I still don't know whether I'd take them. I love the models. It's a shame because I think the models look amazing. But um, yeah, I don't know whether you'd... I, it, knowing what little I do know about OBR, mostly from playtesting and playing against it, um, you know, I, I never really took the Morgasts. Uh, it was always... Yeah, I'd always take the you know the stalkers and stuff. Yeah, I so, think um, so. yeah, it's a it's an interesting one, but I, yeah, I just don't see a place for them still. I think they, I mean, where where do you think they do become effective? Does do, you know? Do you think it needs right. another points drop or? I think it, it's a, they're a, they're a scalpel. Right? The, they've they've got yeah. a few points you'd like, and they would wipe out a particularly with the five attacks option. They'd wipe out a unit of ten guys on the edge without getting touched, and then still be around to do some other things, but. They're a very swingy unit to play with, and I've actually played with them quite a lot. Um, they're yeah. very unforgiving. I just don't. I still think all the elite are overpriced. Um, I, agree. I I don't think the stalkers probably are okay where they are, but I think the guard could be one sixty. I think the harbingers could be one one eighty, and I think the others, the archive, could be one sixty now. I think yeah. the fact that they, I don't because you get two models not free. I don't think they should be ten points more expensive than the others. Doesn't really make any sense. Um, no, that's I, a hang up, isn't it? We're 120 points. Yeah, way back when. and I think that the 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 only way you're going to make these things more viable without changing war scrolls is just to drop their points because yeah. the problem is the problem you've got is if you put the more tech and the catapults up, you almost break the army um, yeah. because they are well. they are kind of priced. I think the more tech guy could probably go up a little bit. But then the horses would probably have to come down, and you might just see horse spam. I think they they're quite well pointed because they're not. It's it's not really those aren't the things that make made them quite effective. It was the Petrifix Elite combination. And you had to put, you had to put um, a lot of points into making them really good as well. If you stood yeah. catacombs behind them, you've also spent five hundred points. Yeah, you? exactly. Yeah, and and I think the the army is so it's so close to a small points increase on any of those key units and suddenly the army becomes really very very weak in comparison because a 10 point swing is a 200 point unit lost yeah. because the way that the army is pointed and you almost undo the drops on the elite units by putting up those things so i think the harbingers are still overpointed i think i think the harbingers that 190 the archive is still overpointed i think the automatic guard is still overpointed um I'd like to see those come down. Stalkers could probably stay at 180. Um, I'd like to see, really, the thing that I think would unlock the OBR a little bit is some other combat-focused heroes, which are not Nagash or Catacross or Elige Kavalos. So We'll come to that when we come to listener questions. <laughs> that would be quite good. But um, I think we'll just quickly talk about the host because I'm not going to go through them all in detail, but I think... Because of Petrix Elite change, I still think Petrix Elite is very good. I mean, you've still yeah. got Bludgeon, uh, plus one rend. I mean, it's a it is a relentless discipline firsty list, um, because you need points to unlock that ability. Reroll ones on the save, although it sounds not very good. It's like where well, you can reroll saves with Mortec Guard, or you can you know you can get Nagash can do it. But if you don't want to buy Nagash. And you don't want to run loads of more tech guard. It's actually really good because it's like having Mystic Shield in every unit. Yeah, so without having to cast no range and not spending anything. If you're running that that Aegis Immortal list and suddenly your free up save guys are re-rolling their ones on their save, they wouldn't get that unless you had Nagash, which if you had Nagash, you can't afford any units, so it's completely pointless. Yeah. But you'll be surprised how good that is across your whole army. 
on the horses, I think, out on their own, yeah. risking it a little bit. And it really adds up because they've not got a bad save. They've got three wounds apiece. They just end up lasting like one, one and a half, two rounds more than you would like. And if they get healed, then they're possibly like they've gone in, mullered something, taken a load of damage back, made a few more saves than they would. And then you put one model back, four guys, they're not three. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I think the um, with the Mortis um, Praetorian list, you need to take Catacross to really unlock that in its potential. But some of the things I like about um, Petrifix Elite is purely the um, the uh, the f- the fact that you get the plus two to your wounds and the first wound allocated each phase is negated, so it makes your Leech Cavalos absolutely amazing. Oh, and, it's horrific. And I think it really works for the Death Riders because you don't have the option to reroll saves, so you get reroll ones on your save anyway. If you run the formation, you get to run and charge anyway, so you don't need to be Stalit Lord, and it makes your Leech Cavalos, who's a linchpin, completely and utterly way, way more effectively resilient because you get hmm. that two extra wounds and you get the ignore the wound every phase. So for me, that's that's great. So yeah, so basically, um, Mortis Praetorian, again... I think it's great if you've got Cat Cross, it's an obvious choice because you need it to unlock the command ability. Uh, I think that's going to rise in popularity with Cat Cross lists, uh, but then that might yeah. that might have an increased effect if people are taking anti Cat Cross units and then it will fall off in popularity. I don't know. Um, Stalit Lords, I think if you're running the Stalkers, it's amazing. Um, so I think if you're going to use that, that unit is great. Ivory Host, now I, I, I sound really down on it and I, I, I don't want to be, but um the other things do stuff better Basically, yeah they do what it they kind of do what it should do right i think the problem is because at the start of the combat phase you get pl- if you're within six of a unit that's that has any wounds on it you are subject to rage and you get plus one to hit rolls but you also subtract one from saves so for me that's a real it's like a negative and then you have to spend relentless discipline to ignore the minus from save and actually, hit rolls aren't the problem of OBR. There are so many ways to buff hit rolls. Yeah, it, it, if it was wound it, rolls, it might be a bit. Yeah, I think yeah. that would make a massive difference if it was wound rolls. The might make the yeah. save. It, that could have a Petrifex elite. Um, like uh, the flip side of that applied to it. What if you had to re-roll sixes to save rather than you got minus one to save? Because so I think the moment yeah. you like, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I think, I think it it could definitely do with a boost. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> we, so I, I think if you're if you're playing OBR, the Ivory Host is the only one that doesn't get a look in. Um, no Myriad, I think's great. Um, I team think... events, especially, that's mega. I think in team events. The, the weird thing about No Myriad for me is um, it's particularly good against a lot of stuff. But then let's say you want to stop the you want to definitely stop the damage or be much more likely to stop the damage on the two plus. If you're against anyone who's doing AOE type spells or things that affect multiple places, you are spaffing out RDP points like a boss, like and that you're getting you're getting rid of them fast. And the army needs them to do other stuff. So particularly in a team event where you can pick what you're playing against. Oh, cool! They have I don't Nagash or like it's a joke if they have Nagash. Okay, you arcane bolt that hits one person. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, you cast that one on less than a ten. You can have one. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah. I got rid of it on a five plus anyway. It's amazing in a team environment. I do like the items and options, but um, I think apart from apart from Ivory Coast, the entire book uh, and maybe the har the archive or the harbingers, whichever one it is, yeah. every single thing in there has a place and a good option in 
pretty much anyone. I would love to see a monster heavyweight like Undead Ogre. I, no, I think it's I think it's possible. I think it's viable. Um, like the the null. I think I think the null Myriad is so good because, like I said, it, it's such a good Nagash um, Legion now. Uh, or if you're running elites that you don't want to get affected by debuffs and magic. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Keeping Arcan alive. I played um, I played Tony with it, and um, obviously I, I wasn't doing magic much. I was playing with the orcs, but just the ability to like Arcan was that little. He was perfectly annoying, basically, just how you'd play in Rust. <laughs> so, like zapping around, slightly out of range. He's a threat though, and they just nipped over and took the last few runes off a of Crusher. Um, and being able to keep him alive. The other stuff and it's not bad the options the items and stuff like that i think it's um it's very very varied in terms of application and the stuff that the army doesn't want to face being a lot of mortal wounds or something like that it's the army's strong enough anyway you can take the approach that let's say daughters did when shooting got really heavy and suddenly people were going um the minus one to hit temple or whatever you're, you're good against pretty much everything in the game anyway the thing that really undoes you is this okay cool we'll deal with that and then we're just you're, you're more well-rounded yeah, and I, I think the crematorium is so good if you run lots of more tech guard and harvesters. Oh, it's money. Because it's money. Like, 2020-10 and a 5 of cavalry and one or two harvesters. It gives you so many options. Even running 10 up with a harvester behind them is so, so irritating. Yeah, I ran, I played a smaller point game and I ran 10 of a harvester and it was it was immense. Um, like the So basically any time a unit, a, a model slain by an attack uh, before it's removed, add one to the roll. Um, if it's a hero monster on a five up, pick a unit within three, take a mortal wound. But then you can you do that roll, do the damage, then the harvester rolls to see if they come back anyway. So you on get a four plus on a four up, yeah. yeah. And then if you've got yeah. healing in your list, um, so I think back that up with catapults, you've got a very solid static blob that can sit on objectives. That damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, your opponent. If your opponent has an elite monster and they go and try and kill your Mortex, they're not going to kill them and they're going to die themselves and your guys are going to come back to life. And then let's say it's your turn next. Three more are back. Three more are back because of Arcan or a banner, whatever it is. It's horrific. I've played it a lot and it's it's one of the armies that's really, really easy to underestimate. And very small footprint on the table and not look that scary. And everything just does way more than it should and doesn't die and hits harder than it should. Think it's really strong yeah the um i think like petrifix was just you auto choice unless you had catacross and now the change although small doesn't stop petrifix being viable but opens up the it's not even like they weren't viable the others were the others haven't changed the only difference is is that you don't feel like you're handicapping yourself yeah, exactly. yeah. Or so, if you told any other combat or grindy army they could get one rend for source see i would quite like to run I think more of I think about that Aegis Immortal uh, sort of army, the more I like the idea of it. But the um, the Stalkers in the um, Static Lords, I think, is super, super good. So I think Static Lords is a weird one because you think it works really well with the cavalry, but if you run the formation with the cavalry, you get the run in charge anyway. So um, it's it's kind of relentless discipline efficient because you don't need to spend a point for it, but it's... Um, it does give you retreat and charge as well, but I think I think it works best if you lean into stalkers because the synergy yeah. with their ability. So I think if you're running those, then you know, if the Death Glaive she's formation, then then run run Static Lords. If you're running Aegis Immortal, you can move away from that. But I think if you lean into monsters, 
be interested to see what sort of monster cavalry list you could make and how many drops you could yeah. get to. Send them in and Russell build it and paint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not building. T- I've already got six stalkers built, but I'm not. I haven't done the fiddle maybe for ages. But it's weird. It's weird because it's an army I love and I want to play with more. But I'm always looking at doing KO and other stuff because I think I think there was a bit of a um, just before like COVID happened, you could see the turning the tide with Zinch and things like that, and and KO that 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 basically OBR were getting going to get a lot weaker. Um, and knowing the the change come in. Uh, or the, the, obviously just even not being a playtester, but just suspecting something would change, um, then you kind of think, I'll wait and see what happens before I invest any more time and emotion. I would have been playing them all the way through any competitive events I went to, uh, you know, but I haven't gone to any because of COVID. So it's like I haven't really, I only played one event with them, really, I think. So, it's um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I think they are, and that was a team event as well, but I think they're... Super good, still a super strong army. So I think in death, it's the it's the best, most viable faction. Um, I think mm. so for sure. Shall we open up to some listener questions? Yeah. Do you want me to go from the bottom up? Yeah, just read them out. We've answered quite. We think we've answered quite a lot of these uh, already. Like we've just some of the stuff that we've talked about. So uh, Dave Frazier asks, "Where's Terry? And is Ren two more important than plus one save? Should people still run Petrofix?" Definitely answered the second one, and Terry is attempting to sweat out the weakness. He's at the gym. For those who don't know what He's that means, um, I think the I think the, the the is minus two rend more important than plus one save. No, because the plus one save didn't cost you a point as army wide and had nothing and was, mm. wasn't restricted to a phase. So the plus one save was definitely a better ability. Is Petrix elite still viable? Yes. Is minus two rend still good? Well, yeah, extra rend is always good. Yeah. So you yeah. know. I had extra yeah. in my iron jaws that I could spend points for. I would be over the moon. You get to go with your extra damage that you can get just by playing a drum. Not yeah. even that, just pick a unit. <laughs> yeah. Then the drum Shaking lets you do rattle. something else, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and we've got uh, Dan at AOS Shorts saying, um, what's your favourite Legion with the move away from Petrofix Elite? Um, and what's your favourite OBR team list from the New Zealand event this weekend, Team Wars? Um, so... Can I give us your thoughts for us? Because... You're that expert. Yeah. So the first bit of the question was, sorry, because I was getting the list. Um, With the move from Petroflix, which is your favourite Legion? Um, I think I've been playing Mortis Praetorian, so I think that's a very good Legion. But I think if I look at the background, my favourite one is definitely Noel Myriad, because the way that the... um, Basically, what what he does is he, he sent these guys out to go out and collect... So Arkan sent these uh, these sort of automatons to go out and collect these gems and bring them back, and they went into a very very dark nasty place, uh, and it's his legion. So I think Noel Myriad's my kind of uh, favourite. Your thing. Um, I think okay. I just view that as like going out for Easter egg hunting. But um, um, yeah, I, it, the background. I watched the Phil Kelly show. If you haven't seen it and you you're on Twitch and you've got Amazon Prime and if you don't touch Twitch. Just subscribe through Prime for free. Go to Warhammer TV. Search for the Phil Kelly interview. It might be on YouTube actually. Um, I think uh, the Twitch stuff's still all free at the moment. I think Warhammer community have let it go free because um, because of COVID. So it might still be completely free. You might be able to just click on it. Yeah. So the the null myriad were the prototypes apparently. Um, so they they even the fact that like spells like the project yeah, the background like I'm just having a quick read. So the the spells like avoid them. 
because they don't like mm. them. They're like, oh, even the spells don't really like being near them because they're a bit weird, wow. a bit funky. Um, <laughs> so I think it's uh, it's they've got like a really cool background. Um, I think in rules terms, in terms of list, uh, if I wanted to like play something like really really cool, I think crematorium are a lot of fun because the yeah, idea of things blowing up and the in terms of the lists um i think that from the i haven't had a good chance to read through all these and it's a team event and i don't know the environment you're playing in but if i look through the lists i think probably the one i like the most is john calloway's list which is a non myriad army um with uh leech cavalos bone shaper soul mortazan 20 more tech 20 more tech 20 more tech 10 more tech two crawlers two formations now this this is quite clever because it's i think it's a free drop um you've obviously got the um you've got the the abilities on there so i think the artisan's key uh, i'm not quite sure i can't remember what these do but basically the the whole um the whole army is is low drop you've got lots of bodies you've got range shooting you've got the anti-magic and um i think it's a very good anti-zinch army um so i think it's got enough enough bodies you don't really care about their their alpha shooting um but you can protect your crawlers because uh, i think the crawlers i think the 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 balistari allows you to bounce wound to the mortec guard if they're near the crawler so you can protect them from the alpha strike um but yeah i think that that for me that out of all the lists i think that's the the most tournament honed list out of them i think the others are quite fun in different ways but i think that's probably the most effective built list out of the four that i can see but again i no offense to anyone going you know i'm not i'm not going to acknowledge the list that's um that's that's named after my little pony things because um it's just not for me <laughs> <laughs> all right um, next uh what unit type hero would you like to see added to obr um that would offer something new um stroke different and that's from uh pro painted podcast oh, that's kind of up I would I like to see a kind of infantry, like monstrous infantry captain type model, like a cross between a stalker and an Immortech guard. Maybe it's a, it's sort of in between the two. So, and yeah, like an Immortech yeah, general. Yeah, so it's like, a, like you know, the, they've obviously yeah. made like a construct general to um, to look after the big boys. Uh, or what would be really cool is like a flying uh, bit, a bit like the a bit like the Morgast, Archai and Harbingers, but a, a kind of maybe as a mount um, or a monstrous, cool. a monstrous hero would be cool because they don't have any really. Like a flying. A flying yeah, or whether it's just like a massive Morgast construct, mm. like a flying Morgast, almost like a. Yeah, Giant. but maybe it's got a character riding it and it's a mount. Right. I don't know. Like I'd one like of the. Dude, I think that'd be amazing. Sort of like Arkans. Yeah, similar. Like that, so, but, but bigger. more, more with, but with wings and base more probably around the that sort of yeah. aesthetic, definitely. That that and yeah, like if you imagine like Arkans mount, but bigger mm. with wings and and not like you know, yeah. so that'd be cool. Um, so the next one is from Tronhammer. Uh, what is Catacross's entrance music? I think um, it's probably bad to the bone. Um, so you know, you imagine. <laughs> like when Arnie goes and walks into the bar, you know, in Terminator Two, yeah, and it's uh, that kind of thing going on. I think um, <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Uh, I, I actually, 
Yeah. I actually do watch quite a bit of uh, of wrestling in my spare time. Uh, so if you're any of you familiar with MJF and his "I'm better than you and I know it" entrance, then uh, then I think that would be great as well. It's the arrogance that comes from that, which I think I'm not going to paint. I'm not going to paint Cat across in Burberry, but if you know, you know. If you don't know, just Google MGF yeah. music, um, and I'd love I'd love to do him with a massive bling ring, like a dynamite diamond ring on his on his hand. So uh, if again, if you know, you know. If you don't know, then that's fine. But... <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, Dave Roberts, we're not going to answer that question because you're rubbish at CFDs. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, I'm not. I I can't even deny it. I mean. Yeah, it's like that. It's a little bit of an in joke, but Dave, you're rubbish at Sea of Thieves. Um, on to the next one, Chris Rose. Um, with Petroflix change, um, with the Petroflix change, which Legion now best suits Nagash? No, Mira, I think. If you're talking yeah. about pure Nagash, because Crematorium doesn't do anything for him, it complements really yeah. well if you've got lots of more tech guard, but I think you want harvesters and then you don't have the yeah. points. So I think if you're really leaning into Nagash, like making Nagash the best he can be, I think Noel Myriad really helps. So for me, it's Noel Myriad. Stand yeah. at Lords as well, actually. Run and charge Nagash and retreat and charge Nagash ain't bad, is it? I think <laughs> you just can build any Nagash, right? If you, if you can, um, I think any list you do, you just have to plan it around Nagash because he's such a massive point sink. You can make him work in anything if you, ha- if you're, if you definitely want to include him. You just have to think about how you construct the list based around the fact that nearly half your army is spent on one hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you know. the, the type of idea I like for Nagash is that you, you have a smaller rest of your army and in Crematorium, the rest of your army kills way more than it should because when people kill it, it also kills them back. Then he can yeah. go off as a lone ranger. And even if you've only got 20 guys and a harvester because you can't afford much more, people go into that and they just disintegrate and they get hit back pretty hard and then Nagash is annoying around the edges. This- but it's a, it's a far more... This is why I think Crematorium is quite good as well, because you're not tempted to spend Relentless on the ability, because it's not very good, it's just ignore cover saves. But but what it, yeah. it is effectively yeah. the same as plus one rend if you're fighting something in cover. But what... Yeah. I mean, they are good. I think what you're doing when you take Crematorium in the gash is you're basically saying, like you say, Byron, I'm going to make the rest of the army better to offset the fact that I haven't got much more of it. But for yes. me, I think if you've got Nagash, you just lean into the the big badass bone guy and do let's make him as best as he can be and whether that's protection from non myriad yep. or aggression from stalag lords then i think they're both good so yeah cool. cool um so we've got another one from uh war machine seven um and he says petroflix is still super strong uh in the world of obr sub factions um but where do you think the nerf leaves obr in the meta um i keep seeing them lose games mostly to a shooting army um I don't think it really changes nope. where they are in the meta. The things that beat them. I think I think people right? just you had. Yeah. It's a bit weird because when they first come out, people were like, "What are these things? They're weird. They don't play like anything else." Nobody really understood the relentless discipline, how to shut that down. Nobody was targeting the leech cavalosses. Why they're the they're the linchpins of the army if you do, for discipline generation. Um, they are very strong. Catapults are very good. Uh, people didn't necessarily protect themselves from the catapults on how to get rid of them or get them into combat um i think it's that combination of people learning makes them lose more mm-hmm. uh, i actually think the petrofix yeah it makes the gash list weaker it makes it more easy to break down shooting and mortal wound output has always been the bane of um obr the more shooting the more magic out there 
the worst the, the board they're going to get beat with Luminev, Zinch, Karadron, all of which have been released after, uh, and even to an extent, um, you know, some of the changes to Rafa the Ever Chosen with Nurgle and things like that. They, the other things have just been brought up and they've become more prevalent rather than OBR getting brought down. I think the Petrix yeah. Elite change was needed and I think it was a, the lightest touch. Although I saw some people really saying it was it was a ridiculous change. I think it basically meant that without breaking the rest of the book, which I actually think is very well written and balanced, you you've but there was just one thing that dragged the, the battle tome into a list or two lists. And I think the fact that that's now gone and the diversification of list design will make OBR stronger because it's harder to plan for the unknown. So when you've planned yeah, to beat Nagash Petrifix and suddenly turn up with 60 models in crematorium, you're like, ah, that's not what I thought an OBR list should look like. Or why is there 12, 18 stalkers on the table uh, running and charging yeah. on turn one after they've moved six inches at the start of the game? Um, so yes and no, it's a meta shift. It'll take time to adjust. It's a bit like a handbrake, you know, that it doesn't, you're sort of, you have a delayed reaction to, to changes and we won't know the changes in the handbook. We won't see that translate into wins and losses. You'll find that OBR will lose more often because there'll be OBR players that take the same Petrifix list without even changing it or looking at the other legions thinking, I'm still going to play my army as I play it and it's got weaker. So they'll lose more often. But it doesn't mean that OBR are weak. It just means that that list maybe is not as strong as it used to be, which were they winning games because they had a overpowered ability or, or because they were playing well. And I think those players will have to adjust. And it might be the fact they still play Petrifix, but they change their list up or they change their style up or they just get better at the game. And I think, yeah, so I, I think it's fine. I, I don't think it I don't think it's, don't, don't yeah. break, doesn't break the world. I think, I think if it was hit with a... At the same time, more tech garden catapults went up. I think the army would be broken, like to a point where you won't see yeah. it because it's it would have had been too much in one go. Um, I'm glad it. I'm glad it didn't get double or triple taps. Like it didn't get yeah. stonehorn. And it, I think it's learning in the past, like the original stuff. KO book and stuff like that, when there's too much adjustment in multiple places, which have a knock-on effect. And I think the handbook change that saves has an effect as well to Nagash's survivability and Petrifix yeah. affects it. And if his points also went up, you would be going, or oh, never seen the gash anymore. I mean, it's yeah, no. so it, it is very delicate to get this thing right. And I think it's it's uh, in a great place right now in terms of it's strong, but it's not going to just wipe people off the table because it's too strong. But I still think it's very strong. Yeah. And, and the, 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 like we said at the start, the, the bad matchups for it will always be the bad matchups for it because that's what they are you know like you know your zinch lists and stuff so but yeah i mean um there's a couple of other ones from like tinsdale like can you name can you name four four crawlers and no you can't um and that's can you what four crawlers come in he wants to name them doesn't he you know tinsdale's like (laughs) yeah it's like no you really can't that's four words for each crawler yeah i got one one. still not kidding Um, anyone well, I tell yeah. you what, I called call James, James is at them, and I said, "I think I think you're compensating for that no, doesn't fit." Um, so it's like, or take a selfie yeah. with me. No, <laughs> that's more tech crawler selfie, please, please. Yeah. selfie something. I don't know. 
But I would say, yeah. I'd say to James, I know he, he thought we were ragging on his four crawler list. The reason we're ragging on it is because it's boring, one dimensional, and rubbish. So go and learn to play and play something else. <laughs> <laughs> we love James. Just really. saying. Waiting for like his KO list, which is just like eight frigates, and then he's like, "Oh, it's, I've just yeah. spammed this other thing that's good," and and like you know, so Tom Moore's has got something <laughs> to say about, about that. Tom. Yeah, know, right. um, <laughs> um, but yeah, is that it? Okay, cool. So yeah, I think that kind of wraps up the OBR show. Uh, we've kind of gone through a bit of a. a a redux of our review uh, from last year. I think it's been uh, there's been enough change to warrant it, and I know there's a lot of people who, who love OBR, me included. So uh, um, hopefully this was useful for you guys. And uh, if you're looking at playing OBR in match play, um, let us know what your lists are. Let us know your thoughts. If you if you're going to be mental enough to play the uh, the Aegis list with uh, you know all, all the Shield Halberd guys and and Morgus Archai walking across the table I'd love to hear how that goes um and if if you've got an ivory host list which is particularly effective please let me know uh i, I will i would love to hear that, that there's a list that's really good in ivory host um and if you've got any ideas for what you would change to ivory host to make it more viable if that's the one you really like the background of and you'd love it to be better let me know as well because i'd be interested to see what your thoughts are um and if you think that Arkan's the best, uh, definitely let me know. If you think that Nagash and Kadakross are the best, I'm not interested. So, I know, but that, I've got to keep yeah. him happy. Like this is the thing that Nagash has got such an ego that if I had a picture of Arkan but on me, he would be like, he'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, and and but Arkan's so cool, he doesn't care. He's like, "I know you've got Nagash there, but I know, I know." Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we'll be back again soon. Yeah, catch you. Thank you. To make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.